Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hi, my name's Sam Leopold. I'm an osteopath working in Shropshire and Cheshire. And over the 22 years of working, I've seen a large variety of patients and problems. I'm here today to talk to you about these issues commonly found within the dentistry practitioners, why they happen, and more importantly, what you can do to help minimise the issues moving forwards. Although there's a large variety of predisposing factors for injury, you do see patterns emerging between musculoskeletal conditions and certain professions. This is often to do with eye dominance or arm dominance, work environment, and the restrictions that that can place on keeping an ideal posture. Fundamentally, regardless of the job, our bodies are not enjoying doing the same things hour after hour, day after day. We need variety and change in our activities for optimal and physical mental health. Now, this is not always possible. So we have to add in extras to help reduce the strain and damage that our work and postures can cause. In the UK, the average sitting time per day is a staggering nine and a half hours. So we also have to consider the impact of sitting on our wider and more general health. Sitting like this for such a long period of time not only increases the strain on our joints, but it reduces vascular perfusion throughout our bodies, slows our gut motility and leads to poor, shallow breathing mechanics. Statistically, if you have a sedentary lifestyle, you are more likely to develop diabetes, heart disease and high blood pressure. So getting up and out of our chairs as often as possible is essential. So if I talk more specifically about dentists, dentists are working in an asymmetric static position usually with the head tipped forwards and rotated to one side for better visibility, with your arms away from your body. And you're often in these positions for prolonged periods of time, depending on the complexity of the treatment you are giving. As the head is held forwards of your centre of gravity, you're relying upon the muscles of the cervical and thoracic spine to prevent the head from falling forwards. Given the fact the average adult head weighs five kilograms, that's a lot of work for those muscular systems, especially if you're there for a prolonged period of time. This posture can lead to a pain pattern called tension neck syndrome. This often presents with headaches, chronic pain in the neck and shoulder regions, and even can cause pain radiating into the arms. This position continues to have an effect through the rest of your body as well. As you hold your head in a forward position, your shoulders will naturally start to round, predisposing you to shoulder impingement of the rotator cuff muscles. Adding to this aggravation, keeping your arms in an elevated position of more than 30 degrees impedes the blood flow to the supraspinatus tendon leading to poor tendon health, calcification, impingement, and ultimately pain. All this additional pull from cervical and periscapular muscles cause chronic restriction and immobility in the thoracic spine. And this is a vicious circle. The tighter your thoracic spine, the more workload that goes back into your cervical spine and muscles to compensate. So we're getting quite a picture now that holding this position with your arms and head away from your body and out of the centre of gravity is placing quite a considerable repetitive strain on the muscles and joints of the neck, upper back and shoulders. But we can't stop there. We have to look lower again to consider the strain on the lumbar spine. A lot of dentists sit with an unsupported back, sitting on a stool or chair so they can keep a more dynamic access to their patients and better visibility. But sitting in this position means you will start to lose the natural curvature of the spine, the lordosis, and the spine will start to flatten. As this happens, the vertebrae themselves stop taking the vertical load and the effort is placed upon the musculature of the low back into the paraspinal muscles. These then become tight and ischemic, leading to pain and problems in those muscle groups. This happens along with a reciprocal shortening of the hip flexors, the psoas muscle, due to the prolonged sitting position. 
So we have a few areas that need our consideration. And the big question is, what can you do? Before getting into specific exercises, I want to start by discussing health more holistically. Before you even enter your clinic room, there are things in your control that you can do to reduce the risk of musculoskeletal strain and injury. Some of these may seem obvious, but how many of us can honestly say we manage them all the time? Good nutrition. Feed your body correctly. How can it heal without the right building blocks in place? Healthy sleep patterns. Make sure you get adequate rest. Sleeping is when our bodies heal and repair, and without this, damage will accumulate day on day. And the big one, stress management. Whether that's in the form of meditation, counselling or exercise, we have to do something to ease and alleviate the stresses of everyday life. Carrying emotional stresses and tensions have a direct effect on your posture and your body's ability to heal from injury. When we're stressed, we've produced higher levels of cortisol, and this has been shown to interfere with the body's production of anti-inflammatory substances called cytokinins. So an injured area will remain inflamed and therefore painful for longer the more stressed you are. So we get into our practice room. There are still a few things you can consider. Check the position of your chair and the support it offers you. Can you change the angle you approach certain patients for certain treatments? Do you always adjust the height of the table to be ideal? Can you make sure that when you get a break, you actually leave the practice room and go for a walk? Balance longer treatment sessions with shorter ones where possible to give your body a break and do regular targeted exercise. So we're well fed, well rested and stress-free and our room is as ergonomically sound as it can be. So let's go on to discuss some specific exercises. I've chosen and adapted these exercises so they work within the confines of your practice room, requiring minimal space and no extra equipment to make them as easy as possible to do in between patients, in breaks and throughout the day. As we've already discussed, there are multiple areas that take the strain with your work postures. So I will be running through exercises that are going to help open up your shoulders, increase the mobility in the thoracic spine, strengthen the muscles of the upper back and shoulders and stretch and open the hip flexors. The first exercise is to stretch your pecs. This exercise will stretch and release the pectoral muscle at the front of your chest and shoulder. These muscles often get tight and shorter with poor posture, prolonged sitting and play a major role in creating a rounded shoulder posture. This, as we discussed earlier, increases the chance of shoulder impingement and pain. All you need is a stretch of wall. We will start by stretching our right arm. Stand about a foot away from the wall with your right side side onto it. Lift up your arm, placing your elbow and forearm onto the wall at shoulder height. Check in with your posture at this point. Make sure your shoulder is not up round your ears. Make any adjustments you need to be in a comfortable position so that your arm is level with your body at shoulder height and your shoulder is in a relaxed and neutral position. You're going to then step forwards with your left leg into a gentle lunge, keeping both knees soft with a slight bend. At this point, you should start to feel the stretch into the front of the right shoulder over the pec region. At all times, keep your head up, facing forwards, chest up, and don't lean into the wall. Repeat this stretch two to three times per arm throughout the day. The next exercise is called a modified child's pose or a standing child's pose, and this encourages thoracic extension. All you need for this is a desk or a wall or anything that is at thigh height up to waist height. Stand next to the wall or desk and take a large lunge backwards as far as you can go, keeping your feet hip width apart and a gentle bend in your knees. Reach forward to place your hands on the desk or wall. As you reach forward, keep your back flat so you're bending from the hips and not from your back. At this point, if you feel a little close to the wall or desk, shuffle your feet backwards until you feel like you're comfortable. At this point, your body and legs will be at about a right angle to each other. Now you're in this position, knees bent, 
back nice and flat. You are going to gently stretch your chest down towards the floor, allowing your head to pass down between your arms. Keep your neck nice and relaxed. Not only are you encouraging extension in the thoracic spine, but you're now also stretching through the lats and the anterior shoulders, as well as giving your low back a lovely bit of traction. Stay here for at least three to five breaths and repeat throughout the day. The next exercise is for thoracic rotation. You won't need any props for this, just a little bit of space. You stand with your feet hip width apart, a gentle bend in your knees. Bend forward, keeping your back flat, bending from the hips and rest your forearm across your thighs just above your knees. Then with your free right arm, you're going to rotate round to your right side, reaching your fingertips up towards the sky. As you do this, follow the movement with your gaze, you're also rotating your head to the right as well. Check in with your posture. Try and maintain even weight through both legs and keep your weight through your heels. It's essential you don't push or lever yourself around with your resting arm. Always initiate the movement through your abdomen and trunk. You can also take this exercise a little bit further to include a hamstring stretch. Instead of placing the left forearm across the thighs, reach the left hand to the floor in between your two feet, a few inches in front of your toes. As you reach up with your right arm, you straighten your right knee. This will give you a strong stretch in the right hamstring. Stay here for a few breaths, gently release and repeat on the opposite side. Again, do this two to three times throughout the day. The next exercise is called a wall angel. This is great for both strengthening the upper back and scapular muscles as well as stretching the chest. And all you need is a little bit of wall. Stand with your back against the wall, feet slightly apart from the wall, hip width apart. Sit your bottom against the wall and glue your entire spine all the way up to your shoulder blades against the hard surface. Check in with your posture. Tip your pelvis under and engage the lower abdominal muscles to push the back into the wall and protect your spine. You're going to keep that active position through the entirety of this exercise. Take your arms out to the side of your body at 90 degrees and bend your elbows, keeping your palms facing outwards and your arms in contact with the wall at all times. Gently raise your arms up towards your ears, keeping your arms against the wall. Slide them up as far as is comfortable and then slowly slide them all the way down, contracting through your scapula as you bring them down towards your side. Raise five times and breathe throughout. Repeat this two to three times a day. The final exercise is for your hip flexors. This stretch is to open up the front of your hips, your hip flexors, and to stretch the psoas muscle. With prolonged sitting through the day in any profession, as your trunk is closer to your thighs, these muscles start to shorten. So all you need for this exercise is a chair. The chair needs to be about knee height, maybe slightly higher, but not much more. You're going to stand facing the chair about a foot away from it. You're going to raise one leg onto the chair, so we'll start this one with your left leg. Before you go any further, you're going to check in with your body posture. Make sure your body and head are upright. You're not looking down at your feet or the chair. Make sure you feel balanced and supported. Tuck your tailbone and your sacrum under, tightening your buttock muscles and the lower abdominal muscles. Doing this will protect your lumbar spine, but it also focuses the stretch into your hip flexors. Then we gently lean and lunge into the leg up on the chair. Now again, make sure you push with that buttock muscle, particularly on the standing leg. As soon as you do, you will start to feel the stretch tightening into the front of the right psoas. Once you feel that stretch, take your right arm up and over your head to side bend left. Again, look up towards the ceiling with your head. Let your gaze go upwards to keep your chest facing upwards and keep your buttock tucked under. You'll feel the stretch coming up into the lower part of the abdomen as well as into the front of the hip. Stay in this position, gently taking the stretch further with each breath. 
two to three breaths and then gently release and repeat on the other side. So those five exercises done regularly throughout your day will go a long way towards maintaining musculoskeletal health and balance. If you have any specific issues or are finding any of these exercises painful or difficult, please do consult your local musculoskeletal specialist like an osteopath. They will be able to give you treatment and tailor these exercises to be optimal for you and your own specific needs. So thank you for taking the time to listen today and I hope you enjoy doing your exercises. Bye bye for now.